Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips. You're going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean? So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Hey, 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 everybody, hey, everybody. Hey, Miss Red, hi, Mom. I love you, Mom. Uh, let's see, so I need to make sure y'all can see and hear me. I need to make sure you can see and hear me. Can you see and hear me? You see and hear me? Let me see, I don't like the way that angle. What about there? I need to make sure before I get Instagram going, I just need to make sure my folks, hey, is it, I've never said your name out loud, but is it Jaya or Jaya? I'm not sure what that, what that means. Uh, I mean, not what it means, but um, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to pronounce it. Hey, Felicia, Yvette, Melissa. Okay, Melissa says she can see and hear me. Okay, so I got it. So I'm ready to go. So let me get Instagram uh, started. And uh, Audrey, will you post in the in the chat uh no audrey you have the the you have the link for us to for you to come on in so you have the link for you to come on in since you uh the second one maya okay i think that, i don't remember what i said first or second <laughs> i don't remember what i said first did i say jaya or jaya first but i think it's maya i think that's what you mean hey my lynn uh so Audrey, you should have your link to come in uh, already. It's the same. It's the same link. It's already been. Hey, Lashenda, let me um, let me get uh, IG going. Hey, Nijis.
Give me a second. Let me just get IG going to make sure we all set. Okay. Hey, y'all. So I'm TJ Mercer. I'm known as the walking exclamation point, which means I teach authors, Coach Jaya. Got it. Yes. Um, authors, coaches, entrepreneurs, and uh, pretty much anybody in business, if you want to do media, I am your girl because I teach you how to book yourselves without a publicist and without being a celebrity. And I worked in Hollywood for 25 years. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, I worked in Hollywood for, for 25 years. So I know what the heck I'm doing. But in this season, as you know, since we're on day 16, in this season, hey, my Tish, Audrey, are you able to get in? Do you need the link again? Do you need the link again, Audrey? You good? It, it's the same link uh, that we've been using. So I'm just assuming you're you're trying to get in. Um, but for the last uh, 15 days or less or more or whatever, uh, my calling has been here, has been to be here for you uh, because God specifically told me it's time for me to go back to my roots of being the Bible storyteller. And so for the whole month of August, he assigned me the task of going live every day. And uh, what he did was show me that for this season, for this season, I am to be your Moses. As bold as that sounds, uh, and as crazy as that sounded to me when he told me, um, I'm to be your Moses because some of you are living in lands of depression, of complacency, of shame, of guilt. And it's time for you to come out of that season in the in the fact that you're coming out uh, and I'm called to awaken the Peters in you. So we have been studying Peter, hi, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. We have been studying Peter all month. And I just don't think we're going to abandon that uh, because we still in Peter today. So our anchor scripture, though, for the month is uh, Exodus 19, verse 3. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said these seven words, which is what he told me to tell y'all. This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. This is what you are to say. That is what I'm called to do is to say what thus says the Lord to you for this season. And from all the feedback we've been getting, uh, we know lives have been changed. Things have just broken open and I've we've, we've awakened some water walkers up in this joint. And so I am delighted to be on this journey with you. So with all that said, who's ready to eat and see what the feast is for tonight. Now, I need to lay some groundwork as we're headed into this. The title of this topic tonight, Will You Be Willing, hit me this morning at 5.30 when God asked me that question. And if you've been with me every day, then you know I've, I've, I've even expressed that God does not give me what he wants me to talk about to the day of. Like, he is really making sure that I'm walking in fresh manna and depending solely on his manna every day that he brings to me. And last night, when we wrapped our powerful time last night, he whispered to me, prepare for tomorrow, which is today. And I was like, really? But what he showed me is that 
there was a call coming that would require my attention that if I don't prepare last night, I wouldn't be ready to deal with the call that was coming. Now, I really didn't know what any of that meant, but I was obedient. So I started planning the lesson uh, last night, which was the first time he's done that. And I've, I've also mentioned that I've been in this spiritual warfare since the top of July, and I'm now beginning to see how powerful prayer is and the breakthroughs that happen as a result of prayer. So something that I've been praying for was the call that came today that totally threw me off my game or would have. And God gave in this, in the process of doing the spiritual warfare yesterday, he gave me something specific to send to someone. And I was scared. I was chicken. I'm like, Lord, this is going to put me, make me so vulnerable. I'm gonna feel stupid. Um, what if that you hadn't told them anything like, <sighs> but if you, if you say so, I'll send it. But then I'm like, God, I need to know, but when, cause I know that that's crucial. The when I do this. So I woke up this morning, got the first sign, got the second sign, got the third sign and still wasn't convinced. So I called Tish. No, I text Tish, Tish called me. And she was basically like, if you be disobedient, it's going to cost you. And in the course of Tish talking, I was like, Tish, I, I'm going to do it. I'm just waiting. I want to be certain of the win because the win I do it, because not just guys, not just the what, hey, my Unitha, the what of this is, 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 is important, but also the win of when God tells us to move. He tells us to move in specific windows. He tells us to move in certain times. If anything, if you read anything of war, especially in the Old Testament, that if they didn't move in the window that God said and how he said to do it, they would lose. And I knew that I, I couldn't afford to lose this. And so in the middle of Tish calling, this I mean, talking to Tish, the text came in from the person that I was supposed to be sending the initial text to that was waiting on the win came in and settled it. And at first I felt like I didn't do what I, I was told. And, but God said, yes, you did. You were willing, you were still just waiting on my win. I just needed to know, would you be willing to look stupid, to do something crazy, to something that would put make you vulnerable? And then he took me back to Abraham of when he told Abraham, I need you to sacrifice Isaac. He really just needed to know, will you be willing? So that's what I'm coming at after you tonight for. Hi, Jess. I'm coming after you with, will you be willing? That is the question that I'm going to send you to bed on by the time we're done. Will you be willing? Will you be willing to get out of the boat? 
Nejas, will you be willing to start that daycare? Audrey, will you be willing to write that book? Tish, will you be willing to trust God for the for the, the Exodus house? Will you be willing, mom, to take the journey through the valley to get on the other side? Lynn, will you be willing to walk through what God has told you about your food? Will you be willing? All right. So let's eat. First scripture. Oh, Audrey, I'm bring, bring, bring you in. Because a lot of this is a review um, just from a different perspective. So I figured we should get another voice. And I'll just be on top of Audrey. And since most of y'all don't ever volunteer to come read for me, Audrey is my standby. Thank goodness we got an Audrey. Um, so I figured that I would uh, bring her into play so that you know, it's just not my voice because I'm sure y'all sick of my voice, but you got to listen to me because God said so. Uh, Audrey, let's go. And I didn't warn her ahead of time what the scriptures are. So Audrey, let's go to John 1, 40 through 42. And let's walk this down. Let's walk it out and walk it out. Uh, hold on. I'm not there yet, Audrey. I didn't have my tablet ready. to Oh, my bad. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Okay, great. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Okay, so Audrey, I need you to put a little stank on that. Like, they have found their Messiah. You just, we have found, what? okay, Audrey, they have found the Messiah. Come on, Audrey, come on. <laughs> okay, well. You want me to do it again? Yes, do it again. Okay. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah. Yes. <laughs> Which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name oh, is Simon. Oh, 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 oh. How was he looking at Simon? Intently. And we've covered this. That he was looking at Simon with a with a with a, a purpose in mind. Intently is you either staring, you know, just like burying through their soul. And we have to keep in mind this is Jesus. So he's looking intently, and then we can also flip it as he already know where Peter is headed. He's not speaking to where Peter is. He knows, hey, Ulysses, he knows where Peter is headed. So he's looking intently. And then sometimes, you know, and you've seen sometimes me do it. I'm just staring at you because I'm listening to what God is telling me about you. And because we already know that Jesus don't make moves without his father's permission. It could be he's he's dialoguing in my imagination. He's dialoguing and God had only given him just enough information to say, you're going to meet this dude named Simon. And I'm telling you now, his name is going to be Peter. And I got a plan for him. He thinks he's just a fisherman. He thinks that for the rest of his life, he's going to be relegated to being just a fisherman. But lo and behold, little does he know I got a plan for him. I got him a plan, Michelle. I got a plan for Patrice. 
And so he can't just be Simon. So when you meet him, make sure you stop, you pause, and you take a breath. Because I'm going to tell you what your next move is. What's the next move? And Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Peter, he got a new name. He got a new name. He got a name that he still, the, the, beauty, the thing is, what, mm, didn't see this before. We at this moment, we know what his, what his name means. But Peter, he not making the he may or may have not known that his name is translated because Peter is Greek, I believe, if memory serves me correctly. So he and Peter didn't speak Greek. So he didn't, he doesn't know what his new name really means. He just knows that the man he recognized as the Messiah has come through and renamed him. But he don't have a clue about what yet. He totally clueless. Go ahead, Audrey. Well, that's 42. Oh, that's where we were supposed to stop. Okay. So then the next one, the next one. So we now know we got Peter. Simon has been turned to Peter. So let's go to Matthew 16, 13 through 18. I'm ready when you are. Okay, great. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples. Yo, who people think I am? Like y'all been rolling with me. So I know y'all got y'all ear to the street. What people saying about me? What, what, what they really saying? Uh, Andrew, what, what, what they saying? They think what they saying about me? Cause I know y'all out there. I sent y'all out there. What they saying? Keep going. 14. Well, they replied. Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Mm, okay, so Jesus is taking that all in. Like, mm, okay, okay, I can see that. I can see why they think I'm Elijah. Okay, okay, 15. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Who? I've been rocking with y'all. Y'all are in my circle. Like we see sometimes on social media, people post, I see it sometimes, especially when I know they're going through a branding uh, exercise that they ask what things come to mind when you think of me. That's essentially Jesus is asking them like y'all, y'all the closest to me. I'm with y'all all the darn time. I smell your stinky feet. And when you don't shave and when we've gone, we don't walk for four days. So in your experience of me, who do you think I am? Go ahead. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Mm, who answered? Peter did. Peter did. Okay. Peter's, we know Peter's taking shape of the spokesperson. Go ahead. Yep. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John. Ah, you are blessed, son of John. Okay, keep going. Why he blessed? Why is he blessed? Because Why my father blessed? in heaven has revealed this to you. Because you are connected to my God and he's downloading into you. He's talking to you. He's talking to you about me. You're getting special revelation. You're getting a connection that people would love to have. So you're blessed 
that God downloads into you. Go ahead. You did not learn this from any human being. Yo, now, you, this, ain't, this ain't coming from, this ain't coming from your, your friend told you, Tish didn't tell you, you heard from God. You Nifa ain't told you, you hear from God. You know, you hear from God. Right, right. You know, you hear from God because you nailed it. I am the Messiah. Keep going. Now I say to you that you are Peter. Boom. Means, he's Peter. He's Peter, which means what? What, 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 what it mean? It means rock. So what is Jesus about to do? He's about to speak. He's about to speak into Peter's destiny. That's right. Go ahead. And upon okay. this rock, I upon will build my upon which rock? Which rock? Um, Peter. This rock is yes. him. Yes. I will build my church. I will build and, my church. Mm -hmm. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Keep going. Go ahead. And, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So what you say, what you say in this moment, Jesus is pleased with Peter. Yes. And he's assigned him his assignment. He, you're, you're going to build my church. I, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here. But I, Jesus knows I don't, I don't have long with you, but I'm passing you the mantle and how I know that I'm passing you the mantle and I'm passing the mantle to the correct person is because you're in alignment and you talking to our God. Right. So I can, I can be comfortable of knowing you're going to handle your assignment. Okay. Now let yeah. me go show you what he showed me today. Go to or last night. Uh, Matthew 3, 13 through 17. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? Okay, so just a point. Like I can just see that playing out. Like, yo, um, so the purpose of baptism is like you born again, and you know your your sins are washed away. But you you do you, and I'm and, mm, okay. And then I'm wondering, is John questioning himself? Like, yo, you the one that you're supposed to be sitting. I've been preparing the way for you this whole time. And you're the one that's supposed to be washing sins. You gonna come to me to baptize? Like, do you know who I am? Like, I, this should be reversed. I, you should be taking my whole head and just holding me underwater. I am not worthy to be baptized. Be baptizing you? Like, this totally plays because I can see myself. I'd be like, um, hold up. I got questions. Um, so um, I've been this whole time. I've been out in the wilderness eating grasshoppers and whatnot, calling myself, preparing the way for you. And you going to roll up on me and tell me I need to. I, I've been waiting on you to show up and baptize me. How many of y'all had that? <laughs> y'all know yeah, that's what y'all yeah. be thinking. I ain't worthy to have you baptize me. Go ahead. 15. But Jesus said. It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John so, agreed to baptize him. So, 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 I love that Jesus is respecting the order. 
Mm-hmm. Jesus is still respecting that he is in his humanity. And he he's setting the example and he's he's given us a, a pattern to follow that he still is like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to half step on you because, you know, Jesus could have easily said, I'm going to skip this step because uh, I just got my robe at the cleaners and it's all crisp, pristine and pressed. So I ain't really trying to uh, get water on it, especially no dirty water because you don't you see this robe is white, you know, and it's just like, no, he, he respects the order. And he wasn't going to halfway do his assignment. Hence, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. Not, oh, I think I, I should have stepped on some toes. Um, yeah, that whole, we, I'm just going to do part of it because this is a part of my assignment that's easy. So I'm just going to do part of it. Yeah, mm, yeah, that don't work because we saw Jesus' example that even though if anybody could skip the process, it would be Jesus. And even Jesus is saying, nope, I got to carry out all that my father requires. So John agreed, like, oh, you know what? I ain't going to send you to Christ and whatnot. Um, and you got a direct line to God. So I ain't about to mess with you. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to baptize you. Okay, let's do this. Uh, 16. This is where I want to get to. 16. Okay. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Okay, pause there. What I picked up right there is, and I looked at this in several uh, of, of, of the gospels and they all say he saw, not that anybody else says, there's one gospel, I forget which one, that this, it because John testifies that he saw. So I'm wondering, was this the experience that only Jesus saw? Because remember, I want what I want to drive home is we're dealing it tonight's lesson, we're really gonna deal with the humanity of Jesus. The humanity, not necessarily the the son, but just really the humanity. And so he saw the spirit of God. So we got the spirit of God, that's the Holy Spirit. Keep going. 17, uh, Audrey. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. This, so we got God and we got the son all involved. We got the Trinity right here. In this one moment, the spirit descended on him. Then a voice spoke and said, now, remember, me as the storyteller, I tend to look at things from a different perspective. I ain't saying this is right. I'm just saying this is what I see, okay? So can we agree? I'm just giving you what I see in this and the different way that God shows it to me. It's like Jesus is in his humanity and he looks up and here comes a dove to reassure him, not a dove, the Holy Spirit to reassure him because it says descending like a dove, I, you know, it's not a dove. That the he's getting reassured. Because remember, the Holy Spirit's job is to lead you into all truth. Jesus and who his humanity knows that, so he can trust that the Holy Spirit is now coming down to rest on him and lead him to all truth. And then God backs it up and says, "Yes, even in your humanity, don't forget you are my son." 
when your humanity kicks in, don't lose sight. And we know because we know how this story ends. We know that there's a point where Jesus's humanity is really going to kick in. That night in the Garden of Gethsemane, it kicks in big time. And so I feel like this could be a moment of God gently reminding his son that he sent on earth to do this death mission, this death march. Basically, for the next three years, Jesus is getting ready to just do a long death march. Mm -hmm. And he sent him and to remind him, you are my son. And understand because you have been willing to carry this thing out fully. I am well pleased. So that takes us back to when I taught envision God smiling about you. That's what this looks like. I am well pleased because you took on human form, agreed to go through all of hum human stuff and you still continued. And now the real works work begins. Now, let me connect that back to Peter. Just as God came to reassure his son that he was the son, what I saw is that's what Jesus in turn did to Peter. Peter, I am pleased with you. Because you've gone to the father just like I have. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm pleased with you. And as a result, I know you're going to complete your assignment. Are y'all getting the connection? Because I just, I just want to make sure, Audrey, are, are y'all getting it? Like, I, I wasn't sure of like, am I going to be able to accurately make this connection? Because what God was showing me is that there's a parallel in between Jesus and Peter. And the, 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 the journey that God takes Jesus on is, is there's a parallel between Peter rocking with Jesus. And so he comes in at this moment and tells Peter, Peter, you are the rock. You are what's going, I'm going to build my church on. I need you to know that baby, because this thing is going to get hard. Yep. So when this gets hard, I need you to remember this moment when I tell you I'm pleased with you, essentially. And I tell you and I remind you who you are. You are the rock. God comes down, tells Jesus, you are my son. I'm well pleased. Jesus turns around and tells Peter, you are the rock who I'm passing the mantle of my, my church on to. I am pleased with you. And I know it was a good decision that I made. Please tell me that's landing for y'all. Yeah. Because yeah. I see it. So I, I need y'all. It has to land. Okay, good. I'm, I'm seeing it's making sense. Audrey is nodding at me. I'm glad I got somebody to look back at me now so I can see like, okay, am I explaining this right? Okay, so we got that connection. So Audrey, now take me over to Mark 8, 31 through 33. I'm ready when you are. Okay. But for those of you who are going, but for those of you who are going, just Audrey. Okay, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what. Audrey, let's back it up. Let's okay. go through 29, start at 29 and then read down. Because I need okay. to see how fast this turned. Keep going. Okay, 29. so 29. Um, then he asked them. So this is Mark's version of what happened. This is 
right. this is Mark's version of what happened. Go ahead. All right. So, but who do you say I am? Peter replied, you are the Messiah. But Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Now, make the connection. We just had the moment where Peter, God just identified who Peter was. We just had it. And we know it's right after it because it says, then Jesus, then Jesus began in 31. So we know this is a part of the same conversation. Watch how quickly this turns. 31, go. Then Jesus began to tell them that the son of man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed. But three days later, he would rise from the dead. So yesterday or whatever day we talked about it, I said, Jesus is telling them all this stuff. And, and, and whatever day that was, I broke this down from the, my perspective. He's telling them all this stuff. And then I, I made a joke and we all you know, kind of chuckled that they were still stuck at the dude they've been rolling with, who just, they just identified as the Messiah, is now turning around and tell them that he, he got to suffer. Right. And then he's going to die. He will be killed. It ain't like he just going to die. He's going to be killed, die. And then we probably wouldn't have heard the part about, but three days later, he would rise from there. And no, we would have checked out by then. Like, I ain't, I ain't, mm -hmm. I ain't hear that part because I was still stuck at who the heck I've been following this whole time. Who did I leave behind? You know, what everything I left behind. Who, like, and you're going to tell me. So they still processing this. And so 32. He said, as he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus, let me holler at you for a minute because I think you're tripping. Let me, can, bruh, let, come on, bruh, I need to holler at you. Like, yo, listen, I just identified you in front of all in front of these people and told them that you're the Messiah. So how are you going to be confusing us and confusing them? Um by telling them you you going to die. That 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 can't be true. That that just can't be true. And then I painted the picture of it could come from a place of just hurt and devastation. Or it could come from a place of you know, he trying to 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 you know how you have friends and you know they are gone okay so that's Tish and Unitha and they got to deal with me on like I'll go off in left field somewhere. And they're like, T, how in the world did you come up with all of that? Like that, you have just made up a whole story about something that ain't going to happen. It could be playing out like that. Like he's looking at Jesus like, yo, you ain't going off left field, bro. Did you have too much wine? Like, I know we've been drinking and being merry, but uh, did you have a little bit too much wine? Because. What you saying ain't making no sense. How you gonna be the Messiah and then you actually gonna have to die too? Like a brutal death? Like, yo, um, we I'm I'm just I, I'm just look, I'm just trying to reel you back in. Come on, come on back in, Jesus. Come on back in. You spinning too tall of a tail. 33. Right. right. So Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples. Wait, then wait, wait, wait. He turned around and looked at who? His disciples. And then what? Reprimanded Peter. Okay, so here's once again, Audrey, you know where I'm going. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> Peter in trouble. Like Peter no. just told him you are Messiah. Jesus was saying, I'm proud of you. And once again, he mm, chaos just see this play out like 
Jesus looked like this, the, looking at disciples like, yo, do y'all hear what this do? First of all, he over here trying to reprimand me. Does he know who I am? Like he better get your boy. Better get your boy before I do. How y'all are y'all believing this stuff too? Like you can totally oh see how that plays out. Right, right. Go ahead. And Jesus, sure. what, what does he say? What does he say? He said, get away from me, Satan. He said, You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Look how fast it twisted. Right. Read that last line again. Things you are seeing. Pick that up. Say it again. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Just a few verses up. He was proud of Peter for hearing from God. And then Peter was thrown a curveball. Right. And he switched over to seeing with his eyes and not seeing with his spirit. We do that all the time. I'm guilty of it. Lord Jesus knows I'm guilty of it. Like just that quickly, Peter went from being super spiritual and getting a download from God to, yo, um, hmm, yeah, you missed that. And what I, this was coming to me as I was thinking this scripture was coming to me while I was jogging is that we hold our spiritual leaders on this such a high, 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 high pedestal and forget that they're human. And just because they hear from God don't mean that there will not be opportunities where they're going to blow it. We just right. saw it in a matter of, I feel like minutes. Right. Right. Peter just swung from getting insight to curveball, my boy about to die. So no, I'm going straight flesh. And right. Jesus comes back. And I told you, I question whether, and you know, God, I don't think this is blasphemous because you, know, you give me an imagination, a different way to look at things. But I told y'all the other day when I looked at this, I wonder was Jesus's humanity kicking in? Mm -hmm. You know, was he just told them he's processing what he got to go through. Here somebody comes and tries to throw him off of his assignment mm -hmm. that he takes so seriously. That the first thing he think of is get behind me, Satan. And it really was Peter was coming from a place of hurt and he momentarily forgot the whole point. I ain't saying that's the case. I'm just saying that's what I see when I read this in my own human context, because we all know Peter in his right mind. You can't call Peter Satan. Peter rides with Jesus. He cut off folks ears for Jesus. But in this moment, it's a conflict. Of, I think several things coming together. So now let me show you the balance to that. Let me show you the other part of that. Uh, where are we? Uh, Matthew five, uh, no, excuse me, Matthew four, one through 11. I'm ready when you are. Okay. So then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. Wait, who yep. is he led by? The spirit. The spirit. spirit. So 
You mean to tell me? Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, we got to go to the end of three because I need you to put in context. Remember, go back to the end of three. What had just happened? Okay. What had just uh, happened? Oh, um, he just heard from from the spirit. He, he heard from God saying, I am well pleased. This is my oh, son. He I'm well just experienced a supernatural moment where the heavens opened up Open. and the Holy Spirit Literally. came down like a dove and just sat on him and he heard the voice of God say, I am well pleased. This is my son. Right, right, right. Papa Four, what happened? <laughs> then he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Then he led by the spirit into the wilderness. Like, I just had this supernatural moment and now the Holy, not the devil didn't come get him. Uh -uh. The Holy Spirit said, now you got to go. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally just experienced that in my own life. I came out of HBCU bingo on a high. Like, yo, we just did the darn thing. And I didn't even get a good week when God was like, yeah, your destiny is at stake. I need you to arm up because it's time to do battle. Say what now? Like, yo, I'm tired. No. The Holy Spirit. Now, if the Holy Spirit will lead Jesus into the wilderness, what makes us think that the Holy Spirit, Jesus, Father, God, whoever, will not lead you into your own storm? Remember, we've right. covered that. Jesus sent them into a storm. Yeah. Keep going. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. So here's where we, again, see the humanity of Jesus. He wouldn't have to fast if he was just super spiritual. Fasting indicates you got to eat. You got to eat. I love you, Unitha. You, you, fasting indicates his humanity for the fact that he got to eat. So then if, if he's fasting, that means he got to abstain from something that makes him human. Right. right. Three. During, the, during that time, the devil came and said to him. So during that time, the devil didn't, the, hey, the devil didn't rock with him in the middle of, I am the son of God and I, my God is well pleased. He waited till he was weak. And his defenses were low. Come on, somebody. Exactly. Come on, somebody. When you're you when your defenses are low, when you you are at that lowest point, Satan ain't coming to you when you're strong and mighty in battle. He coming yeah. at when they ain't got on your last nerve, and you wondering like, why didn't they warn you when you when when why didn't you warn them when they were getting close to the last nerve so that they could, they could back up? But Satan waits to them get they they that last nerve, and then he gonna come for you. Yep. Go ahead. So he said, if you are the son of God, if, tell me. wait, if, if you are the son if. of God, yep. like we just saw pre, man, when God showed me the castes, y'all, I believe that's why God had to reassure him. You are the son of, you are my son and I'm well pleased. He knew what was coming. So he had to reassure, to, to, to tell him, God arms us for our battles. Right. We just sometimes forget. But he armed him. He told him, had, have him have, let him have this incredible experience that is unforgettable. But Jesus has spent 40 days 
So his defense mechanisms were down and he was a bit weak. So here comes the devil and the devil knows, well, let me come at him. Like maybe, maybe he'd, he'd been apart from that experience long enough that I can get him the question, like why God would send me into this desert if I'm really this, uh, if I'm really his kid, does it really have to be this difficult? So the first question, if he's questioning what God has already put in him. That's right. Go ahead. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. So he's praying on his hunger. Y'all know if you've ever fast, I fasted for 40 days. So I, I know how I was like, heck, I remember how I was when I fasted in July for five days of nothing but water. When I did the 40 days, I was doing, you know, liquid smoothies or whatever I was doing during that window. But I know the hangry levels that you get. And just the, I, I would get so bad, I, my cousin would come over and eat or something. And I'd be like, let me just smell your bacon. Okay, so let me just smell your burger. Okay, okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. So, so, so I imagine he coming at him first thing where he's the weakest. Right. He knew we'd been fasting for 40 days. So he's coming for, he's coming for his weakness. Go ahead. What Jesus tell him though? it? <clears throat> but Jesus told him, no, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he was essentially trying to get Jesus to be self-sufficient. He was essentially trying to get Jesus to handle it on his own and not rely on God and remember that he's Jesus and he's taunting him. Well, if you were the real son of God, y'all know how we can get. Right. My ex-husband used to tell me, and he, said, he knew it would push my buttons. Well, if you were a real woman of God, he would tell me that all the time. And because he knew that was my trigger because I'm trying to prove I am a woman of God. And so he come at him. Well, you know what? I don't know. Did God really say that you were his kid? I don't know. I He was getting busy with Bertina. And uh, so I don't uh, Bertina, hey, I don't know if, if you really the son. All of that he'll put in your mind. Five. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Okay, so back up. Go to five again. Read the first line of five. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem. Okay, then the devil did what? Took him to the holy city. Okay, so when I saw, I, I'm just zero in on when the devil took him. So the Holy Spirit led him into this desert. In his weakness, I'm wondering, is there a parallel that in his weakness, the devil was able to guide him now mm. because he he's weak now. Unita says delirious. Exactly. So that's how, because yep. I'm wondering like, why would the devil be able to just lead Jesus somewhere? Why Jesus didn't just right. be like, I ain't going with you. Who you? I ain't going, no, I don't want no part of you. But the devil took him. Right. And so that to me, in my mind, Jesus' defenses were real low, but not so low that he didn't know where his help was. His help was in the word. Right. That at his lowest, at his weakness, he still kept going back to, but what did God say? 
But what did God say? Right. And then in six, you are the son of God. Jump off what the scriptures say. His, angel, his angels to protect you. So devil is quoting scripture. So devil knows scripture. So then what, is, what happens in seven? Jesus responded. The scriptures also say. Wait, the scriptures what? Also say. Also. So don't be just talking about, don't pull out your little scripture right here. Take in the totality. Because it also okay. says when you were so busy reading that, but did you go back and check what 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 Deuteronomy says? And right. what does what does the scriptures also say? You must not test the Lord your God. So in my mind, I'm going, did Jesus just look like look at the devil like you really are crazy? Like, what am I jump off for? Who are you? Why do I need to impress you? So you just want me to jump off for what? Ain't nobody watching. Like. And I ain't really got nothing to prove to you. That's a, that's how I imagine Jesus finally going. I ain't got nothing to prove to you, dude. You showing me the holy city for what? I own this. All of this? Yeah. All this. I own it. Right. It's like, so really, I, I, you acting as though I care about what you think of me. And that I got to right. impress you. Eight. Right. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. <laughs> so wait, let me just make sure I understand this. So you're going to just, and once again, we see he, next the devil took him. So he's still being guided. So the devil took him. And I just imagine Jesus going like, what are you showing me? I own all of this. So what is it that you're showing me? We, we just letting you rent. Like your, your time is coming. You just leasing all of this. You, you, you need to be grateful to my generous God that when he kicked you out of heaven, he didn't actually kill you. So he let you have your little fun, but don't get it twisted. It's still for his purposes. But why are you, why are you bothering to show me what I already own? Like, are you seriously showing me what I already own? That's not like somebody stealing from you. And then they want to show you what they got new. And you just like, that's you, you probably would, you know, it's hey. You'd be like, that's my ish. <laughs> like, you really, you really gonna show show me my stuff? So right, what, did right. say? what does he say, Audrey and 10? He said, get out of here, Satan. Dude, <laughs> if you don't get up out of here, it's like, I could feel like it hitting Jesus's last nerve. Like I'm sick of this. I'm going to dig up everything in me and we're going to be done with this. I'll let you entertain me. I'll let you play with me. But for now, I'm sick of it because I'm just I'm, right. I'm tired. I'm ready to come up out of this desert. So yep. bump, kick, uh, you got to go. That's right. And what did so, he say? The scriptures say what? Well, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Only him. You only him. No. So you <laughs> tell me all, all I hear is that 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 because that's all you sound like saying that that that's all you sound like Satan. Because exactly, and he just says, Boy, bye. That that really is how I feel like. You know what? You you may have convinced me, but when you you your last straw is when you gonna tell me I gotta kneel down and worship you? Me kneel down? What? Do 
you know who I am? You think I'm a deal to you? Baby, you got this twisted. Yeah. So what happens in 11? Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. I love that. I love that imagery. Devil had to bounce. Next thing we know, it's like, I feel like a fight. It's a fighter. Like mm -hmm. the fighter has given all he had. Right, right. And the angels were like, God is like, okay, angels, you can go in, go get him. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, and they rushed in and, and some, some translation said they rushed in suddenly. It's like they watching this go down and they watching the fight. And it's just, they're just like, yo, every time Jesus uppercut, the word says, uppercut, the word says. And finally, when he finally like, okay, Satan's like tapping out. I, you know what? Uh, maybe I'll come back uh, later, and but I'm, I'm going to tap out now. And the angels was like, let's go get him. Right, he, right, passed. Right. he passed. Now, let me connect that to Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan. Peter momentarily failed the test. He hadn't quite gotten everything that he needed to combat and to recognize when his fear is overriding his faith, when his self is overriding his spirit. But Jesus modeled the example. And there's going to come a time as we're moving forward that we're going to see where Peter ain't nothing to be played with. And because Peter becomes willing to be willing. And so even though Peter had that momentary battle with, I can't even say Satan or was it a demon of Satan? Cause Satan is not all present. But the fact that Peter is now being groomed for his own battles that are coming. And he's gonna pass. Let's go to Mark nine. Verses two through six. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Six days later, okay, Jesus. So here's what I so stop. <laughs> now go back up. What happened at the end of eight? Get away from me, Satan. At the end of eight, we just hit it, 833. Right. Get away from me, Satan. He said, You are seeing things merely from a human point of view. Then Jesus goes on to talk. Top of nine. Right. Six days later, from what? From, from we now know that six days later from Peter being used by Satan to maybe try to take Jesus off his assignment. So Jesus redeemed him. That's the beauty of what I want you to see. He redeemed him. He had, he didn't count him out for that momentary lapse. 
Yet again, we see Jesus redeeming him by letting him have this moment. Go ahead, uh, uh, Audrey. Six days later. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering what was happening to Peter. Did he replay the moment over and over and over again? Like, dude, why did I say that? Man, I knew better. Let me get my game up because I got I to gotta make sure I support my boy on this journey he's on. So I can't be slipping like that. And then what does Jesus do? Six days later, what does Jesus do? Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up to a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he really didn't know what else to say. We were all terrified. So Peter just said the first thing out of his mouth. And I'm sure he's like, Jesus still, no matter what, let me experience this. He still saw fit for me to experience this moment. And it was so incredible and so game changing because it says Peter exclaimed, it's wonderful. Like somebody has just done something for you amazing. It's, it's wonderful. And in context of just seeing how Peter just blew it again, it's wonderful. Like, yo, you still, you still gonna do cool stuff for me, Jesus. You could have just taken James and John, but you didn't leave me. You left the other disciples and still I got to go. That's just how dope Jesus is. And what, and I feel like Jesus knew that Peter still need to, to start having those confirmations and those seeds planted about where he was going as the rock. So Jesus was careful to chastise him when needed, but elevate him when needed as well. And give him these once in a lifetime moments that he went to his grave remembering. And that only three other people got two other people got to see. He saw Elijah, he saw Moses. And so Jesus knew what he was doing because he, and, and mm, in my humanity, I'm thinking if Jesus was reacting to Peter from a place of, I can't be bothered with you trying to take me off from assignment. So my first thought is to tell you, get thee behind me, Satan. I wonder if Jesus was also feeling a little guilt. If the, if there's, just stay with me. But because Jesus was still human. So I wanted there was still this thing that he knew he maybe had hurt Peter's feelings to call Peter Satan. So he was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this up to you. Right. I'm not saying that that's true. This is a moment of just me showing you a different perspective of how I see scripture and things that I question when I read. Like, I wonder, was this Jesus moment saying, dude, my bad, my bad. I shouldn't have called you that. And you know how men, they don't really want to say I'm sorry. So it was, I ain't going to say I'm sorry, but I'm going to let you have this epic experience with me. And then being that you are a man, you're going to translate, we good. Mm-hmm. We just had a moment, but this is letting you know 
We had a moment when I called you Satan. Yeah, bro, that, that kind of stung. But we had a moment. We ain't got to talk about that. We just going to know when I show you this, we good, Peter. Mm -hmm. Right. Because remember, we're still dealing with Jesus and his humanity as he's walking mm -hmm. the earth. So were we done there? Yes, uh, yeah. Okay, we've done there. Okay. And then I think our last scripture. Yeah. John 21, 15 through 17. And Instagram, if you get booted out, if you get booted out, go go get pick it up on YouTube, okay? Because it's gonna um probably end in about three minutes. So the rest of it, it will be on YouTube live right now. Uh 21. You may want to switch over now, Instagram, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh okay, I'm there. Okay. okay. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. So what I saw here is after all that we've kind of seen with the parallels and we know that this moment is happening after Peter has denied Jesus. He knows that Jesus saw him deny him and Peter has been grieved. And right before this is when Peter has jumped into the sea and swam a hundred yards because that's his Jesus. And he wanted to be with his Jesus. They had their talk because they had one-on-one -on -one time because the rest of the disciples so stayed on the boat while Jesus, while Peter was like, nope, I'm swimming. I'll get there faster because I need to hug my Jesus. So they had a chance to dialogue or whatever. And then they coming over for breakfast. Jesus brings it back up. Do you love me? And here's where I heard, are you willing? Will you be willing? You say you love me. Does that mean you're willing to feed my sheep? If you say you love me, love is an action word. So if you're saying you love me, you must be willing to feed my sheep. If you love me, and I'm, I'm getting your enrollment into this, then it means you must take care of my sheep. And I sense that's where, when God, so going back to and tying this together, when God asked me, when I asked God rather, what did it mean? Like, I didn't execute the message you told me to sing, send yet. And he came back with, I just needed to know if you were willing. So when you're, you're claiming 
to walk with God, to be obedient to God. What are you willing to do? And your willingness comes with four questions. Y'all ready? It comes with four questions. Y'all ready for them? Will you wait and trust my timing, fully believing I'm working on your behalf, even when you don't see me? If you are willing, it means you will wait on God's timing. Even when it don't seem like nothing is happening. Even when it seems like what he promised you is totally contradictory to what you're seeing with your own eyes. And you don't see no way that he gonna turn this thing around. Are you still gonna wait? And trust in his time and that he's still working. Next question. And if you haven't picked up, this is all in the, in, it's an acronym for will. Will you isolate yourself when I tell you to? So you can hear only my voice. Some of us busy, busy, busy ourselves around. We distract ourselves with TV and charitable things. I mean, good meaning things. Not hearing a God is saying, I need to isolate you because I'm not going to compete with all the noise in your world. So for this season, I need you to isolate me so you can hone in and, and zone in right to my voice. But are you willing to, to do that? Just isolate, get off of social media, commit to not talk to anybody for the whole week. Let, text the people that need, if you can, like text the people that you know need to hear from you, like only, Talk to necessary people. I ain't telling you not to talk to your husbands. You know, like just don't say that TJ told me I gotta isolate. I ain't gotta talk to you. That ain't what I'm saying. That ain't what I'm saying. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying that do whatever you need to do. You know what you need to do to get that time with God. He ain't gonna compete with the noise. You gotta turn the noise down voluntarily. And then L. Oh, Audrey, you can go. I'm sorry. If you want to go, you can go. I just, it just dawned on me. Like I got Audrey, but she ain't reading no more. I got to hold her on camera. Thank you, Audrey. <laughs> um, L. Will you lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me as the one in charge of your life? Cause it ain't gotta make sense to you. The message that God told me to, I'm telling you, <laughs> the message God told me to send made no darn sense to me at all. 
it didn't matter. I had to trust that it would make sense to the other person. And get this, even though God had worked it out and had the other person reach out to me, God still told me that I had to send it. And so I still sent it and said, this is what I was supposed to send you yesterday. And after conversation, the message made total sense to them, even though it made no sense to me. So had I leaned to my own understanding and not acknowledged that God still was in charge, he runs my life. I could have missed a tremendous breakthrough. So L, will you lean into God's, will you not lean into your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God as the one who runs your life, Lynn? Does he run your life, Michelle? Does he run your life, Cheryl? Patrice, he run your life? Delmar, does he run your life? Terrell? Dana, Nijis, you run your life? And the last one, will you love? Will you love purely, unconditionally, just as I have loved and have loved on you? God loves on us. If I ever doubted that, today would have been the day, the day that I was like, okay, no. God really does love him from TJ. Will you love? Not when they're good. Not when they all like all that. Will you love? That's my heart. That's my heart for my for tonight. <laughs> Melissa says, dang, TJ Mercy, you rocking us out tonight. Good. <laughs> good, 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 good. Good. Will you be willing? Jamila, will you be willing? Michelle, will you be willing? to wait, to isolate, to lean, and to love. Lord God, we thank you. You did it again. I don't even recognize myself, God. I definitely don't recognize half the stuff that comes out of me right now. I know I keep saying that, but they need to understand. I know my capabilities. I know my limitations. And so the stuff that you just have become, God, you gave me will in like 45 seconds. That wasn't me. I'm good at acronyms, but the way you give this stuff to me, yo, it just tickles me to no end and I'm grateful. And I'm glad, God, that there's a group of people who decided like, yeah, TJ crazy. She over the top. She extra. 
She yell all the time. She always on 10. Does she ever go to a two? That for whatever reason, they can't shake me. They got to be here. Because you put something in me that they need. So they, they got to just deal with me. So I thank you, God, for each one of them. And my prayer is, Lord, that you just bless them abundantly. For this season that they decide to take this walk with me. Not having a clue where we're headed. We still don't know where we're headed. And yet we show up every day going, God, what you going to do today? What you going to show us today? So I'm grateful. And so tonight, God, as they fall asleep and let the last thought be, God, help me to be willing. Help me to be willing to do that thing that I'm uncomfortable with. Help me to do, help me to be willing to have that conversation that I've been postponing. Help me to be willing to take the gamble on myself, but not on myself, but bet on you, God, that when you tell me to go back to school, help me to be willing. Help me be willing, God, to try that business one more time. I know I failed the other three times, but if you say so, God, I'm trusting that you're going to show up. So help me to be willing to walk with you. There's no shame in God having to come to you and just ask, will you help me be willing? Because the same way that man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, we want to do what's right. We want to be willing, but there are some areas that it's just like, it's too overwhelming. I've been in this for too long. I've been in this for so long that th this is my normal. I've made this dysfunction my normal. So help me be willing to give this over to you so you can deliver me from it. Help me to wait on you, God. Help me to isolate so I can hear your voice. Help me to lean on your understanding and acknowledge you and, and help me to love like you've displayed love and given me shot after shot after shot after shot to get this right. Help me demonstrate that just like Peter, just like Jesus demonstrated to Peter. We don't know what you're doing, God. But as I said last night, we are in a season of breakthroughs and I feel it. I feel it that these next two weeks are going to be so epic and so game changing that it's going to blow all of our minds. Like what? Yo, God, you just performing miracles left and right. Like, yo. We know Jesus was doing some miracles, but you, yeah. In 2020, I ain't count 2020 out, God, because I know who I serve. So I ain't count 2020 out. You, you capable of turning this whole thing around. And you capable of doing it just by your word, just speaking a word and it's done. So I give my tea lights to you, God. You've 
you've loaned them to me for an hour and a half. And so not that they weren't yours, but I'm giving them back to you until tomorrow. Take care of them until I get to be with them tomorrow. We love you, God. We really do love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Did it land? Did it land? Did it land? You feel good? You feel good? Lynn says, yes, help me with my unbelief, meaning help me to be willing. Last says, I had a huge breakthrough yesterday and it was confirmed today with your message. Yes. Love hearing those testimonies. Yvette, help me to be willing. Jamila, help me to love like you do. Yes. All right, so let's count it down and I'll see you tomorrow. 10, nine, y'all still having fun? Y'all still having fun? I'm still having fun. Eight, Lord bless TJ for sharing your word. Thank you, Yvette. Seven, Jamila said, yeah, it's landing like a ton of bricks. <laughs> Six, five. Melissa says, it hit me big time. I needed every single bit. Felicia says, so much growth and why I believe it will happen. Four, I think I was at four. Three, two, I love y'all. One, see you tomorrow. Bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoy what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.